poor fam. Did that sound enough like Mike Nico? Uh, no. Uh, no. You, okay. you're you went too deep with it. Too deep? Oh well. Yeah. Well, close enough. Like we'll we'll roll with it. Hey. Okay. So yeah, that was weird. Uh, Mike's not here today, guys. Uh, so it's uh it's just me and uh oh I'm sorry as he says as always our producer Nico. Hey, howdy, hey. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's the Duff and Nico show today. Unfortunately, Mike cannot make it. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. first time that we've been Mikeless on this show. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, we've been Mikeless or like good Mikeless in our early days, I guess. But that's <laughs> kind of Mike. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. A little weird without him here. Um, uh, very weird for me to say welcome, horror fam. Um, but we'll be back. Just just this one absence. That's all. Just couldn't make it today. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we wish him the best. Hopefully, uh, he'll be back on the next episode uh, for, um, as he recovers. So we just, uh, yeah, I uh, really hope to see him. But uh, I'm excited still to talk about uh, this upcoming episode, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, first, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HHN365. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, we also have a YouTube channel, HHN365. Um, we're going to be posting some content from opening weekend this week. Um, and we are going to be posting continuously throughout not only HHN season, but the year. Uh, so please consider giving us a nice subscribe there, ring the bell, whatever they say. I don't know. I just kind of like making stuff. So do, do what you please. <laughs> You'll uh, get it then, now. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. And then also, uh, we do have a voicemail. We do love receiving your voicemails as well. That's 407-906-3405. Um, we won't answer just a voicemail line and, uh, we'll, we'll maybe even play it with us on the show and, and talk about it or at the very least, you know, just throw it on. Um, but we do really do appreciate when you call and leave voicemails. Yeah, uh, absolutely. On today's show, of course, we're going to be discussing our experiences and opinions that we gathered from HHN 30s opening weekend. Um, it's finally here. It's finally happened at this point and it was a hell of a weekend, Nico. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still sore and very very tired <laughs> from yeah. this weekend that we had. Very fun weekend, might I add, but uh, d- very tiring in a in a good way. Uh, we we missed doing this uh, y- one year, so uh, none of our bodies uh, were ready for this. Oh no, no. You know, it's one thing when you do it once a year, uh, but when you wait every other year, oh, no, my thighs weren't ready for this. Mm, no, not at all. Uh, but we're recovering. And we're sitting down for this, so, um, I mean, let's get into it. We don't really have too much of a full structure. We just kind of want to discuss, really, the event, uh, what we did, what we thought. And honestly, we thought it'd be fun to just kind of go in, right into it and rank houses and compare them to our hype lists. And I guess we'll rank scare zones as well. Why not? Yeah, uh, why not? Why not? Before we get to it, I do just want to state that, of course, this is very early. These rankings are very likely to change um, and that this year is a very strong year. And I don't think there was a bad house. There wasn't a bad scare zone. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, it's just kind of which one was better than the other to us at this point. Yeah, uh, I, I I would agree that there's not a bad house. Maybe not agree with there's not a bad scare zone, but we'll, okay. we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll get there. I guess yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> All right. So we should start off. Um, our experience was we were staying on property. You know, we were going all in, mm-hmm. uh, taking it late, walking or boating back to Aventura. And, uh, you know, we, we, we went in. We enjoyed the weekend. Um, met a lot of friends. Had a lot of drinks. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat too much food. I wish I ate more, but that's all right. 
Yeah, we were we were moving way too fast, and uh, well, the first night it was way too wet to eat food. Uh, <laughs> opening <laughs> night, and I'll have we'll have two different experiences from our uh, opening night perspectives. So yeah, so let's just kind of start there. Our our actual experience. So we were lucky enough to be invited out uh, for media for HHN thirty. Um, unfortunately, I was the only one able to go to media. Uh, Nico was out doing stand screen. So like you said, our experience quite a bit different. Um, Nico, why don't you go with what you did first? Cause that's, I think the typical, and while I had a lot of fun with what I was doing, uh, probably the more fun experience, well, well without the uh, well, experience. Yeah. Uh, it was a definitely an interesting experience, uh, for it to be my second stay and scream that I ever did. Uh, my first one at Duff Gardens, mm-hmm. um, it started off being, uh, extremely crowded and hot. And then a cloud came in and everyone was like, Ah, uh, and then the rain came in. Everyone was like, "Ah!" Oh. Uh, so um, we, uh, me and the group I was with, we hid under uh, the little shop there uh, at Duff Gardens. Uh, they didn't close it down yet um, because they were still definitely selling umbrellas uh, from that stand. Um, so that was a bit of an interesting experience. Um, so from there, just due to the heavy downpour, and I guess this is what's probably going to happen throughout the year. If you're at the Duff Garden Stain Scream, after the park is cleared out, uh, they will start moving you out of Duff Gardens into the Kang and Kodos queue to kind of, you know, make you f- fill in a little bit single file, try to funnel down, you know, this wide group of people into there. And then from there, they take you into uh, at least the first night. Uh, this changed our second night, but the first night, uh, they would take you either, you could either go into... Uh, Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin Lord, or uh, into uh, Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Hmm. Um, and I do think it's interesting that uh, for Stay and Scream at Duff Gardens, or Springfield, I guess you could say this year, is that there's separate, yes. you enter through like where Marathon and Mayhem arches, and there's a separate house line and a separate yes, going yeah, to Springfield and hang out. That is one very interesting thing that they did this year. So you enter the Central Park area, you don't enter... Uh, where where did you enter last time uh for uh, duff uh it was it was typically closer to like duff gardens like near like okay. the, the food trucks close to that area yeah so the cool thing is uh in universal uh this actually hats Although, off to universal actually, operations here i think in 29 it actually might have been at, like the marathon and mayhem entrance too so that part's the same the entrance area but the different lines thing is the big part but go yeah carry. uh they did have that so if you took uh, the lower tier. So if you've ever been to Central Park, if you've never been there, you'll know that there's separate tiers that are in there so people can watch the Lagoon shows. If you went up to the upper tier, that was actually Stay and Scream for Hill House and Beetlejuice. So if you really wanted to get Hill House or Beetlejuice out of the way, which that might be one of the ones because over the weekend there was some of the more popular ones. Uh, then you would stay up on the upper tier. If you wanted to go to Realm of the Pumpkin, uh, yeah, Pumpkin Lord or uh, Puppet Theater, you would uh, take to the lower one, and then they would funnel you into Duff Gardens eventually after they did a little bit of park clearing out of there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty cool that they kind of like did, you know, kill two birds with one stone because around that time, not a lot of people are hanging out in the Central Park area. So it's a really good place to kind of like 
corral folks and then let them spread off after that. So I thought that was a positive experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay and Scream is definitely very, very, very busy uh, this year. <laughs> uh the secrets out and also pretty much anybody who was here this weekend are like the really big fans mm-hmm. so they definitely wanted to get their stain scream in and you know uh wicked growth has had hype from almost the entire community since the beginning so duff gardens was very busy but i wouldn't say too overly crowded mm-hmm. i was still able to find a table uh, i was still able to kind of like move around and find shade without having to get all up in somebody's space. So what everyone kind of predicted beforehand seems to have come true, that there was a shift in which stand scream zone is going to have the higher crowds. Uh, and that's because you have Beetlejuice, Hill House, uh, Wicked Growth is highly hyped. Puppet Theater has some good hype. Scary, obviously, for its lore and nostalgia involved. Uh, and mm-hmm. just kind of got that lineup for the bigger draws, which is usually the other case where it's Finnegan's. Um, so it seems like maybe I, I actually don't know much about what happened at Finnegan's. Neither of us did it. Um, from the little bit I've heard, it does sound like Springfield had a little bit more of a packed feel to it um, than Finnegan's did this year. So it seems like that part did come true. Uh, and then before we move on from that, I did kind of want to reiterate that, like, if you if you like grabbing drinks at Stay and Scream, the house line that brings you into like the Hill House Beetlejuice area is not for you because you're just stuck in those stanchions, nowhere to grab a drink. Yeah, correct. They would they uh, would just funnel you into kind of like the kids zone area afterwards and keep you kind of like separated. Mm-hmm. Then they would move you over a little bit as more people started coming in and doing Which that. I, I believe at that point they might have had the drink cart open, but that's after you've already been kind of hanging mm-hmm. out there a while. So just exactly. keep that in mind if you do uh, bring a drink with you so you have it in hand, you're good to go uh, if you do feel like you want to hit that area of it. Yeah, absolutely. So where did you start? Uh, so we started, uh, so, um, as it was pouring rain, uh, we actually hit under the quickie mart awning a little bit as they started moving people into King and Kodos because they were routing people through that queue, but not through the covered section of that queue. Uh, so we kind of hung out underneath quickie mart till the crowds died down a little bit. And we then went, uh, right into, uh, wicked growth is the first one that we did that evening our group mm-hmm. and uh sh- shall i go into wicked growth or uh, that or yeah. do we want to yeah yeah we could talk about it a little bit now hold on to it. it okay so waited about just because of the rain i think there were a couple a little bit more delays uh because there were some issues with flooding with both of the tent houses uh more on that a little bit later so we waited probably about 20 minutes, but it was pouring rain, and I think they were having some issues like getting open on time for that. So we waited about 20 minutes to get into uh, Wicked Growth from actually getting in line for it, like when we entered the queue by Men mm. in Black. Yeah. Uh, well worth the wait. Uh, <laughs> well worth <laughs> it stay and scream. Wow. Uh, yeah, well worth uh, getting drenched. Uh to the bone for that uh realm of the uh pumpkin lord is so 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 good and i'm gonna switch off calling it wicked growth and pumpkin lord uh i actually just call it pumpkin yeah and uh, typically 
people are like, what house? Like, what's a standout house? He'll be like, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin's <laughs> like, the house. Oh, everyone knows what he means, but it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. pumpkin. Got it. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It's it's covered in pumpkins. It's covered in jack-o'-lanterns as you walk in. It's such a fun little facade uh, hmm. that you go through and the little uh, tunnel that takes you into um, Mr. Carver's um, pumpkin patch. Yeah, no, uh-huh. it's a, and now that I'm thinking about it, let's hold off on the details of, of the houses for okay. a bit because of something we did the next day. And then after we talk about that, then we can fully discuss everything okay. we appreciated about the houses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty much from there, you, you were stuck in the rain for a few hours, right? Yeah, we were stuck there uh, for a few hours. After we were done with Wicked Growth, we then just got out and went into line for Puppet Theater. Uh, Puppet Theater's line was moving at a pretty decent pace uh, until we were kind of just stopped for a while and the rain just kept coming and coming down and there were giant puddles uh, along the curbs uh, in the like the little road area that kind of leads up to the front of uh, uh, Puppet Theater Mm -hmm. and uh, they told us somebody came out and was like hey sorry about that um the houses, the exit it has a foot and a half of water, and we can't get people to leave the house at the moment. So we're trying our best to resolve that right now. So there were some major drain, drainage issues with that. But also, this was a really, really heavy storm. This wasn't the normal, you know, afternoon Florida storm where it, you know, it kind of pours for like two to three minutes and then it's gone. No, it was a consistent, consistent mm-hmm. rain. And it was a heavy, heavy rain. Opening night uh, tradition, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we actually had to leave uh, Puppet Theater for that. Uh, we went over to uh, there. We, we were just like really exhausted just from all that. So we went over to Diagon Alley so we could get dry uh, and <laughs> be undercovering. And we got hot butter beer. They're serving hot butter beer again. I'm proud to say. So uh, if you do there? get rained on, that's a tip. Go and get you some hot butter beer. <laughs> hey, I mean, it does keep you warm. Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, fortunately, as we walked out, we we're going to walk back and try to do puppet theater again. But uh, we actually saw that uh, Scary had just reopened because Scary was on a weather delay because it too was also flooded. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, we uh, got in line for scary, and we did scary. Um, that we did waited uh, the line. I think said fifteen minutes, and that was probably the most accurate wait we had all day, which was fifteen minutes. It was pretty much all of the non-covered queue area is where we went into. Um, and then after that, we went into puppet. Uh, did puppet. Uh, we definitely saw where some of the issues were walking into it. And at the exit, uh, they had it pretty much like all the standing water pretty much out. But you could definitely see like where they were having issues uh, with stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so after uh, Puppet, we uh, went down and we did Hill House mm-hmm. after that. We kind of just continued like kind of down the street to try to hit all the stuff. Uh, we had already done the uh, three, all of us in our group um, already did the three HHN lighthouses. So we just skipped Beetlejuice, but we ended up doing Hill House. Uh, 
that was a bit of an annoying wait. That was probably the longest wait we had all night. Was Not there? Not too shocking, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it pretty much has consistently long waits throughout the night. Um. So yeah, we did that, and then we went through. Uh, it was still really raining when we uh, went through there. Uh, so the um, the scare zone. Oh crap! What's the name of that scare? The Terra Quintus scare zone. Scorewood Forest. Scorewood Forest. Sorry, that is like the one I can never remember the name <laughs> of. I can remember the other ones. I cannot remember Gorewood Forest. Uh, uh, so we went to Gorewood Forest. Uh, they had all the lighting and the fog on, but none of the characters out because it was so darn wet. Uh, mm-hmm. They came out later uh, when we were kind of like just walking through the event. Uh, but yeah, so we went through there and then we also went through um, lights, camera, action, which was the same thing. No characters uh, just because it was raining. Uh, we looped into uh, Legendary Truth and uh, did a great run in there uh, at the Shrek Theater. After Legendary Truth, I'm just I'm trying to remember that night because it it got a little foggy just because of like all the rain kind of moved some things around. Uh, after that, we looped back. We actually it stopped raining at that time, so we went back through Haction Lights Camera Haction. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great time there. Uh, really cool there. Uh, saw Eddie. Uh, one of the people in my group said that Eddie looked a little uh, more. Uh, <laughs> attractive than Tasty. how he is usually portrayed so i'm like oh okay look like a snack yeah he was looking like a snack uh, maybe not quite a full meal but definitely a snack <laughs> uh we went through garwood forest uh saw the lovely terra queen uh going through there um we got um uh sandwiches from the uh hill house sandwich shop um which i don't think that's the pr- actual name of it but it's the it's the food booth near Hill House that uh, serves the sandwiches. I don't and, think they have names, so that, that's good enough. Okay, so okay. <laughs> uh, so we had a really good selection uh, there. I think everyone on our party got something different. I actually got the vegan option because that actually looked the most appealing to me, and I'm not vegan or vegetarian, somewhat, something like that. And I really liked it. That is something mm-hmm. I would definitely order again. If you you would not, I would not believe you if you told me it wasn't uh, vegan. Yeah, the so. next day I got the uh, the Reuben as well, and I thought it was good. Not as good as you did. I felt it was a little too hard on mm-hmm. – not too – it didn't have enough um, Thousand Island or really any kind of topping to it. Um, Re- okay, because then you must have gotten – because I had a lot of Thousand Island oh, dressing. Oh, yeah, I did not. Yeah, oh, and I sauerkraut on mine. And, oh, no, I barely tasted sauerkraut. It still tastes good, uh, but – yeah, you know, I felt like I could have used a bit more to make it. The thing is, it tastes good. It wasn't like a Reuben to me. Okay, yeah, that that is completely fair. I would, yeah, I would say it's more like a potato sandwich. Yeah, uh, than anything because it's like exactly fermented. What I had a potato yeah. sandwich. It, it's good. It was a good potato sandwich. It's basically what that was. Except it's actually uh, tempeh, which yeah. is uh, fermented soybean, I believe. Yeah, fermented soybean. Crazy, so, uh, crazy good. It tastes good though. Tastes really good. Yeah. Uh so after we got our sandwiches, uh and uh got some things to drink, uh we sat down and ate that and listened to Marathon of Mayhem. Uh we didn't really uh, uh we didn't watch it that evening, but uh we listened to it at least, which was nice. Okay. 
uh, got got me excited to watch it the next day. Uh, then we headed back uh, down. Uh, we looped through. We wanted to go over and do some of the New York houses in the corner to try to like kind of close out the evening because it was starting to get. It was like busy. It was it started to dry out, so it started to get really busy again. So we we're just trying to like get get through lines and stuff and try to see. And it's like we went through Crypt TV, and uh, then we went through Seek and Destroy to try to get to HHN Icons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Icons had said a fifty minute wait. We're like, you know what? Let's do it. This is the lowest I've seen it right now. Pretty much everything is at this weight. Let's just walk in and do it. Uh, so we walked in and uh, we kept walking through the different queue and da, 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 da. And we ended up at a point and I'm looking there and I'm like looking at like where, where it's supposed to be and I'm looking at the different lines. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, uh, that was a major, major uh, miscalculated wait time because we only waited uh, ten minutes instead <laughs> of fifty uh, to get into icons. So you owe fist bump uh, to uh, that the sign guy for uh, letting us have a short one because we were like we went about twenty people till merge is when we stopped walking, mm-hmm. and that's not that deep of a merge point at icons. So. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, just walking right, we basically walked right into Icons on the first night, and had a really good run there. Uh, I guess I'll keep the spoiler for whoever was that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, for that, oh excuse me. And then uh, we uh, looped around. and We did the other warehouse, uh, not warehouse, soundstage. Uh, haunt uh texas chainsaw massacre uh had a great time in there i uh, got some fried oreos and uh, i think that was the end of our night uh we were soaked and tired and ready to go we did a, seven houses that evening and uh we were pretty content uh with what we did i mean because all seven were the ones that you had not seen yet you know you saw yeah. the other three that you missed during HHM exactly night, so mm. That sounds like a pretty successful night, especially with a, you know, a wet start that kind of slowed you down a bit. Yeah, I wish. I think we probably would have gone through more or been a little bit happier to go back through a couple different things if it hadn't been raining and like us like stopping and resting and like trying to dry off and stuff really ate into our time for the first night. But you know, I have frequent fear. The other people on my party had frequent fear. So one person in my party has frequent fear with Express, so thank you so much for being patient and uh, waiting with the other people in the group who didn't. I really appreciated it. And um, yeah, I, it, I still had a great, great time. It was really good to be back. And I remember walking, turning a corner, looking up at something and saying to like one of the members of my party, being like, huh, I think I like halloween horror nights and I, <laughs> I i said it just like that just like no sarcasm whatsoever it was like pure genuine innocence uh huh i think i like this so so after about you know coming up on two years of producing an hhn podcast you've yeah. decided you might like hhn yeah i i might like it i don't know I, i'm not a, i'm no longer on the fence i'm over the fence and kind of 
leaning up against it being like oh it looks nice uh, over here you're, you're more than leaning you're you're yeah. playing in the yard you're rolling around in the dirt yeah i'm, I'm in the pumpkin patch I'm in the- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's awesome you guys uh wet but great experience and that's uh you know this is your second like official hhn your second yeah, that was- official hhn night ever and obviously your first opening night so yeah it wasn't as successful as my first hhn night when i did 10 houses and did one house twice uh, that night and saw Marathon of Mayhem mm-hmm. that year. I, I really lucked out uh, with my free ticket uh, that year for that. Uh, but yeah, I still really had a really enjoyable evening uh, with that. And really, it's more of a community experience. Like, yeah, it's fun going through these houses, but it's also fun to leave the house and then turn to the person right next to you and be like, oh, that was a really good run. I really liked this part and that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all uh, part of that. Well, I'm happy you got to experience that aspect of it this yeah. time. And I'm happy that you got to experience what you're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I'm going to go as detailed as you. Uh, there's not as much variation um, to, to what's going to be going on. And also, I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest, a lot of it was kind of, when you hit the RIP tour part, kind of rushed, I'd say, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, so I don't even remember the order or whatever I did houses. So I'm going to make that part quick. Uh, but yeah, really cool. We got to start off. Uh, we checked in at Cabana Bay. Uh, we got a preview of the jacked up experience, which, um, I mean, for what it is, it's, it's a glorified photo op. Let's be honest. It's fun. It's fun. It's a less than 10 minute experience for Hmm. sure. Um, but for me getting a picture in Jack's blender, it's well worth going over there and checking it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, there's even a little, uh, not interactive, I'd say, uh, but but a video experience uh, featuring Jack at the end as well. And there's just good pictures to take. Um, so if that's your thing, if you like getting pictures uh, about Horror Nights, mainly Jack, um, th- this is your spot. You want to hit it. And it's free to all guests staying on Universal property. Um, so just show your room key. You'll be able to get in. And uh, it, it's worth checking out for sure. Oh, that's 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 a really cool benefit for like on-site guests uh, yeah. for Universal. So I'm I'm glad you had a good time there. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was fun. Um, there's also the Horror Icons Bar, uh, which is available to all guests. You don't have to be staying on property. Uh, it's now at it's taken over the Swizzle Lounge in the lobby area at Cabana Bay. That one, I, you know, I'm not going to recommend as highly. Um, it's they have specialty cocktails. I only tried one, which was the Chance, which was like i don't even remember what liquor was in it i'm gonna be honest uh, but <laughs> it was sitting basically like a shot at the bottom there was soda water on top that was your drink you know it it was it was a little bit of a letdown it was 15 dollars. oh wow yeah it was it was a bit pricey um they do have a few props out and banners the props are basically just uh like the icons iconic costumes and some of the props they'd be using like the caretaker's shears are in there storytellers book and glasses things like that mm-hmm. um and then just some banners tossed up so i mean if you're over there yeah stop and take a look of course but if that's you know if you're not too interested in jacked up experience and you're like oh well maybe horror icons bar that's gonna get me over there eh. i guess if you really got time or if you really want to see it but it's not something i'd say go out of your way to do you're gonna get better drinks in the parks to be honest. And it's it's not like a I think a lot of people were imagining this like extremely decked out experience. And that's just not the case. Is that open every day or just days that yeah, they're holding bo- bo- the event? Uh, both of these are open uh I believe it's daily two to ten PM. Okay, cool. 
Only till 10? Wow. Mm-hmm. Like the, the even the bars just open till 10? Uh yeah. Wow. That's I I hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I think I think you have a fair review of that. I was saying like uh, it's maybe something you don't go completely out of your way with. But I mean if you're staying at like Cabana Bay, yeah, I mean check out both. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like yeah. if you're staying at I don't know, Hard Rock, you know, that, that's a trek across property. Um mm-hmm. so if you really want to do it, um again, jacked up experience. Thumbs up. Uh horror icons bar. Eh. Eh. Uh mm-hmm. but then we uh did go over to Universal. Um we did fortunately get to experience some of the food and drinks available across the event. Uh this took place in the uh horror makeup show lobby area. Uh that was a really cool experience just and, and not even for the fact that we were getting fed and, and given like an open bar. Uh but you know, there's a lot of people that um I've watched and, and listened to for a long time that I, I got to like mingle with there and, and you mm-hmm. know, chat with and share drinks with. So that was a really cool experience for that reason. I, I mean, you know, the free stuff's cool too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the food at this event is really good. I <laughs> I gotta say, I tried a, a fair bit of it and um, they've stepped their game up for sure. And I think we mm. knew that when we saw the more themed booths and in the amount that they were putting out that they were going to step up their game. Then the menus came out. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, this really seems good. And it lived up to it. You know, I didn't expect gourmet food, um, and I didn't get that. But I got really solid, like, festival, like Mardi Gras festival level foods, um, mm-hmm. which at HHN is a godsend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm really glad that they are moving in that direction uh, for the food. I was very mm-hmm. blown away by all of that. And then uh, also, you kind of brought it up earlier, but mm-hmm. vegan and vegetarian options aplenty compared to years past so that's awesome that they're doing that as well yeah didn't you have uh, a little fun thing else uh at no. the horror yes. makeup show yes i did um <laughs> so they actually had um some uh execs from the uh entertainment team come out and speak to us it wasn't like the ones if you've seen uh vlogs in the past of media night where you had anyone from a and d come out and do a q a or anything quite like that a little bit smaller scale hmm. uh, but after that they did bring us into the theater uh for a horror makeup show where they kind of grouped us into our rip tour groups where we were split up um a lot of us podcasts ended up together in the same rip tour actually (laughs) um so that was pretty nice to get to hang out with people uh, a lot of which i already know and i'm good friends with so that was cool (laughs) um then we got uh, a talk to by a uh rip tour guide in quotations uh kind of like explaining how the night would go um uh, i don't want to fully ruin it in audio because there's going to be great video and i'm sure it's already posted on youtube that you could check out but um jack and eddie make appearances it's it's pretty cool um so yeah go check that out if you can uh i will actually post that in our youtube video whenever that comes out but if you want to see it right now when you're listening if you're listening to this the day it comes out uh go look at other people who did media night they probably haven't posted already um, yeah, it, yeah, it's really cool. I, I I like this little bit a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I think they executed it well. And I was talking mm-hmm. to some of the people who have been doing uh, this event for years, the media event, um, and uh, they say that's one of the cooler things they've seen with implementing uh, a characters into the event like that. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but after that, it was pretty much you know just went on an RIP tour. Um, all I can really tell you with full confidence is we started with case files, and ooh. Hell of a start, uh, and we finished with <laughs> Carrie or Scary, 
wasn't. Uh, I will say, I had a terrible run of it that night. Missed everything. Like, it, it was just a bad run. Um, it redeemed itself a bit the next day. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a great experience. Um, I'd say the best part uh, is I didn't get wet <laughs> like you did. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't get, yeah, yeah, it must, must be nice there on your little uh, uh, throne looking down at the peasants uh, oh, as you on, walk past it. Now, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fool in there. No, no, it was a fantastic opportunity, and uh, we definitely thank Universal a lot for uh, inviting us out there yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, uh, and this is the part where I say, just because we were invited media does not mean we are not going to be critical or objective about the event. So, um, just <laughs> so you know that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. However, it's a very good year, so you know we're not going to be too harsh at all, just because it's it's a quality year, and I think most people would agree with that. So, um, yeah, and we probably won't have as probably much nitpicking uh, this time around. Uh, like we will for a couple of things, but probably as the event goes on, I could probably see our nitpicking uh, increase and increase. Oh, for but sure. Right now, we're just riding the high. Exactly. Of the event. <laughs> exactly. And I should point out that first night, um, I walked through the scare zones. Um, most of them I didn't really get to experience. Uh, I think Gorewood probably the most. Um, and even then, that was very little. Um, so got nothing first night from scare zones or shows. I didn't, we didn't see the shows. Um, so just got to knock out all 10 houses, um, which I was very grateful for. Because the next morning, Nico, what do we wake up to do? We woke up to do Unmasking the Horror, the Six House Tour. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wanted to make sure <laughs> I had the houses knocked out, so I uh, I wasn't going in before I had seen them, because that's you know not something I wanted to do. Um, so luckily for both of us, we had seen all the houses at this point, uh, so we were ready for Unmasking the Horror Tour, and it was actually our first ones, both of us, and everyone yeah. in our party for that matter. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I've never done a tour at Universal before, but they do a really good job uh, making it fun and having different things like that. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I got to say, my tour guides across both Unmasking the Horror and the RIP tour the night before, uh, phenomenal. The guides were mm-hmm. super knowledgeable, and they were just, you know, they were like people who you want leading you around for hours like you're cool hanging out like they feel like you you're hanging out with them kind of you know like it's not just a tour i think that's a really important aspect otherwise they can really lose your interest um but it almost kind of felt like you were like just hanging out with friends who were telling you a lot of info about stuff and you know like also sneaking you in areas you shouldn't be if they were just friends yeah i've taken a couple of tours at disney like behind the scenes and stuff like that just throughout my life. Uh, and at, I think I've done one at SeaWorld as well before too. Uh, but I've never done one at Universal. I think this was the best host I've ever had mm-hmm. uh, for any theme park tour I've ever done, which uh, goes to say a lot <laughs> for that. And he was just, you know, passionate about the event, a fan of the event. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's, that's really important for something like this, for him to be able to fully deep like deep dive into lore and then past years and, and stuff like that. So it just adds that extra level uh, and, you know, willing to answer any question you had about the event. So mm-hmm. um, it was great. Um, I think we're, we don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to make some kind of sort of episode to go over it. What we saw, what we thought we're, we're going to bring up some stuff later on about um, 
like what we saw and how that ties into what we think about the houses. Uh, but for now, I think we should pretty much just say like, you know, we did unmasking the horror. We did six houses. It was uh, what do we start with? Uh, icons. We, we started, we with, started icons. with icons and we ended with puppet theater. Yeah. So we did icons, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh, then we went lunch. all the way back. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had lunch at Monster Cafe. If then we did. It, it's not included. You still have to pay. Uh, but it's the Horror Nights menu. They have it closed off just for unmasking the horror tour guests. Um, but you do have to pay for the meal. Uh, yeah. Then we also knocked out Hill House, Wicked Growth, Puppet Theater, and Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so really good six-house lineup, I thought. Yeah, uh, they definitely set it up so where you want these houses. And then uh, Legendary Truth is in the three-house tour. Yeah. Yeah, and they definitely do that on purpose uh, to get people like us to go on both tours. So the only analysis we'll take right now of this that I want to know is what was your favorite house to tour? Uh, oh, asking the horror. favorite house to tour on that. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it was, uh, believe it or not, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I believe it because I heard you go on and on about. <laughs> yeah, you... yeah. I, I'm trying to set it up for the... <laughs> I did. I did. I was talking so much about like how much I enjoyed walking through there. Uh, there's they put so much detail into that house. And as someone who's like who has seen like the the IP and has some knowledge of it, um, I, I really enjoyed it. From someone who's like a non fan of the IP, if you are like a big Leatherface stand. Uh, with any of that, I, you must go on that tour because you would probably love every single little bit of that. I think that was uh, the best one. Uh, what about you? Uh, it had to be Wicked Growth, I think. A lot definitely of, fair. Yeah, that was yeah. my two. <laughs> a lot of details, a lot of Easter eggs, um, some things that kind of like took lore, <laughs> like from or mm-hmm. lore that didn't exist um, and made it canon. So, like, We'll talk about it when we talk about the house more, but just a lot to see and take in. And if you're an HHN nerd, there's going to be a lot that pleases you, I think. Uh, things that most of them you would not see, um, you'll probably miss in the run. Because I tried to see it later that mm-hmm. day, just a few hours later. Couldn't see him, a lot of them, even though I was trying. <laughs> um, so yeah, wicked growth for me. Uh, and this lasted about six hours, just so you know. So we did the 10 o'clock one. So basically going to lead you into the point where you're getting walked out of the park after and you got to go right back in and scream if that's your plan. They do have uh, the seven o'clock tour as well. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do something else or you feel like you're. If you're not going to Horror Nights the night before, then, yeah, maybe the 7 a to 7 a.m. tour might be good. So you can go back to the hotel, take a nap and then go to Horror Nights that night. Uh, maybe don't spend a full night in the rain at horror nights then wake up five hours later to then go on a six-hour walking tour of said horror nights and then <laughs> do another run of horror nights just saying i would it i don't know if i'd recommend that <laughs> no. it, it's worth it but it, was it a is worth painful. yeah <laughs> uh yeah so uh we kind of gave it away that's what we did after we did the 10 a.m got out mm-hmm. around a little after four and uh, went right back into the park for Stay and Scream, uh, which we did Springfield, uh, me, for the first time this year, and you for your second time. Uh, mm-hmm. Weather, much better. Sunny, warm, maybe a little too much so. Yeah, <laughs> um, a little too warm. 
especially uh, recording Stain Screamcast. <laughs> but man, I, uh, you know, I, I've said on multiple shows, one of the things I'm looking forward to the most about HHN 30 is getting the return of going to Stain Scream and hanging out with friends. And we got a lot more friends than usual, you know? Um, oh my goodness, we did, being, yeah. You know, doing the podcasting thing and then being on social media, talking about Horror Nights a lot now. We've made a lot of, of friends, uh, who some we've met before, some we met for the first time. Uh, some people uh, bumped into us and recognized us, and, and we appreciate speaking to everybody. We, we loved it. Like, it was a great time. Oh um, yeah, 100%. I, we were actually... Uh, Come, oh, here we're coming up this week on HHN 365 later in the week is Stay in Screamcast, which me and Hunter are trying to record. Uh, and I thought we were going to start earlier, but we found so many people and bumped into so many people we were talking to. It's like, oh, shit, we got 20 minutes until they open up Stay in Scream. Uh, yeah. So they let out Stay in Scream. Um, so, yeah, it was a great time. You know, got myself a Dufftoberfest. Um, that, that's how you know we, you know we bumped into so many people. I only had time for one. I never yeah, even he, got to make it back. And he, you could barely drink it, too, because like you were stopping to talk to everyone. It was lukewarm by the time you were recording. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's one of the things about HHN. It's, it's this community event where, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, a, 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 there's a bunch of awesome people in it who I, I enjoy interacting with. And so, you know, Stay and Scream is, is just an awesome experience. You know, you aren't even at, you're at the event, but you're not going through houses. You're not in a scare zone. It's just all hanging out with people in the community, and that's it's a blast. Yeah, fantastic uh, night that night. Um, so instead of kind of going through a breakdown of everything we did again, um, well, I guess I'm gonna say everything, but we're not gonna do it step by step. No, we, we won't. Out, um, six houses, right? Mm -hmm. I think we did Wicked Grove, Puppet Theater, Scary. Uh, we didn't do Beetlejuice or Hill House, right? No, we didn't do Beetlejuice or Hill House. Uh, after after Scary, uh, we did. Kate, did we do Case Files? I think we did we Case Files next. We yeah. did. No, we did uh, right. Marathon of Mayhem. Oh, next. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because we had a little we took a break, break at the hotel and came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we caught the nine o'clock Marathon of Mayhem. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think Nico enjoyed it more. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, and then in no particular order, but we did case files. Uh, yeah. Brides, uh, TCM and fairy. Yep. Or, did we do brides last night? Yeah, we did brides okay, last night. We did. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's, that's the six houses we did. Yeah. We uh, finished, we finished with chainsaw. Uh, we, yeah, we did tooth fairy. We saw that there was nobody in line for chainsaw when we were walking back to tooth. Uh, so we did Chainsaw, and uh, that's how we closed out the night. We almost did Brides one more time since there was no line for that, yeah, but we were exhausted. So um, My favorite part of the night, though, was the fact that we actually got to spend a lot of time in Scare Zones. We said, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're going to walk into each Scare Zone. We took a full loop around the park, and we stopped and chilled for at least 10 to 15 minutes in each one, and some even a little bit longer. You know, and that's not, you know... Compared to the night before, what I got that was it was so nice to actually get to experience them and see what they're about. And with uh, without the inclement weather, um, scare actors were out there, they had everything going, so we got the full experience. And, and I really enjoyed um, there were ones that you know, on my quick walkthrough, I was like, Oh, I don't know if it was as good as I thought it was going to be. Then when I got in there, got to interact with the scare actors, I was like, Okay, yep, yeah, it kind of lives up to the hype for me. But again, we'll go into that in, in the next segment that we're doing um but yeah um do you have any just like 
basic thoughts about your opening weekend experience or like anything you did different, anything you appreciate? Um, I definitely appreciate, um, the fact that I'm going to go multiple times this year. So I didn't have the inkling that I had to get everything done. Uh, like I knew I'd be able to get to other things. There are things I definitely wanted to do and make full nights of it, but I didn't have to have that like feeling that, Oh, I have to see Halloween nightmare fuel, uh, which mm-hmm. spoiler, we, we didn't, we did attempt, uh, but we just couldn't it make worked. it into, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. How? So Halloween nightmare fuel, we did, uh, like one of the, I don't remember what time it was. We it was tried like, to do the nine thirty early. Oh, was it nine thirty? Okay, yeah. and um, we went and it was packed, mm-hmm. so packed. So, uh, there was already a long line for the next showing. Before, like, and it was nine fifteen when we yeah, got it was nine fifteen that we got initial showtime, and the line for the next showtime, which was an hour and a half later. Two hours mm-hmm. later, something like and that. Ninety minutes later, yeah, was all the way back to almost London. Mm-hmm. And then when we went back to see, oh, maybe it died down. The one for the twelve thirty showing still had a huge, humongous yeah. line. Yeah, it wasn't quite as long, but still, it was a long one. Again, for the you know next showing, there was already a full theater, and it was still for the next showing. So you know, it was a, uh, it was just very busy, and we prioritized scare zones over that for the most mm-hmm. part. I think we made uh, the right choice. No. <laughs> but, I mean, I've heard good things. You know, I, I'm excited to see it. It just didn't work out this weekend. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess we should kind of get into the main, main segment, and that's ranking things. Again, I feel like we just did this, but last time it was about hype. This time it's about what we actually saw. Yeah. Um, so we thought it would be fun to compare our hype list to what reality was opening weekend. Which, uh, what do you want to start off with first? Do you want to start uh, off with... Let's do shows. <laughs> shows? <laughs> okay. Well, wow, we did one. It was a Marathon of Mayhem. <laughs> we, we both had it uh, first on our hype list. I guess it's... Yeah, yeah, it, it's first. We'll tell you that much. Um, but let's discuss it. What do you think about uh, Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory? Um, okay, cool. I'll go ahead and take the, uh, the, the good opinion of it. Uh, I have a good opinion of it. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take the even better opinion of it. Okay. I really, 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 really liked Carnage Factory. Uh, I, the they they took whatever they had from Marathon of Mayhem and just made more. Did it work one hundred percent? No. Uh, but it was really just over the top, and having Jack kind of be your host of. It was a really good thing. Uh, one thing I will say about this event is that I did. I had a passing glance. Like I knew of Jack. Now I really know Jack, and you know I might I might be a, a bit of a Jack stan. I'll I'll see how I am at the end of the season, but I'm I'm really liking him mm-hmm. uh, for that. And this show is very very Jack heavy, so um, it kind of like ties it all together. So I really like that. Uh, the lighting packages are really good. It seems like they upped that. Uh, all of the laser uh, is really good. The projections are about the same, but you know it's kind of like as much as you can do with uh, water screens and mm-hmm. uh, reflecting across the buildings across there. But I really loved how loud the music was and how clear it was. 
whatever sound system or updates that they made that they were able to get super heavy bass going through to make it shake my chest felt really cool like this is something like that you this feels like a show when you're like oh it's a lagoon show at a halloween event that's what this show feels like and it feels more like a halloween event show than i think marathon of mayhem did last year even though i think previous year's marathon of mayhem is better but it's better slightly i i think carnage factory comes really close to uh lightning striking twice it is definitely a lot closer than say epcot forever to illuminations reflections of earth (laughs) well i actually i I did think it's a very good show um Mm -hmm. i think in fact that there were certain water and lighting effects that were more impressive uh than 2019's version Mm -hmm. um however it just doesn't captivate me the same way and i think it kind of it's at a disadvantage um Mm -hmm. you know it's it doesn't have the 80s theme to go with it which is a music style that kind of hits deep for a lot of people it's colors that are 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 more inviting um you had killer clowns uh stranger things and ghostbusters soundtracks to work with which resonate with (laughs) a ton of people um, so it was just at disadvantages for what it had to offer. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It was better than I expected though. I thought it was going to not fall flat, but kind of be absolutely nowhere near what we saw at 29's event. Um, but you know, I don't think it was necessarily close, but you know, it's a comparable show. I don't think it just fully dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just a few things that, I mean, it, the properties don't work as well on screen. Um, there was like, just a few weird things one sticks out to me uh there was a moment where chance said it's my turn to play and then absolutely did not have her turn to play she just disappeared after that oh yeah you're right (laughs) yeah it's my turn to play bye (laughs) um i love jack's performance in this a lot but i feel like maybe it was too much jack and not letting other icons like chance who actually spoke up saying she'd get a chance but didn't not letting them get their shine in it as well Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like also there was a lot of, um, what was it? I can't. Why can't I think of the word? Not nuts and bolts. The 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 gears. There. It was like just a bunch of skin uh, spinning gears in the background. Oh, okay. Um, and it just did that like the entire time. So I would like a little more variation to what we were seeing. I get it. I get why. If it's the theme, great. Definitely uh, fair. And also, it was very red. Again, if it's the theme, I get it. But a little more variation, I think, would have helped, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people don't have, and this is me speculating, like, why some people may not like this as much. It doesn't have the button that uh, that closes it all together like Marathon of Mayhem did, where it goes through and then it hits the rewind Mm -hmm. and then finishes out like that. That was such a great choice last year. It was a unique finale. This one... was a stunning finale, but an expected mm-hmm. finale for that type of show. Exactly. It wasn't as good of a button on it as um, as last year's. And I think because of that, everyone was expecting something like that to happen. Um, it just fell just a little bit flat for people. I know our group that watched it was kind of like the, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, uh, group. So Except um, for you. Yeah, except for me. I was the only one who was like, oh, wow. I think you actually said at first, you've decided 
against this sense, but you said it could be better than 29s. Yeah, I said it could. Like, the initial reaction was like, it could be. As I mellowed a little bit more, I later uh, rescinded that. Yeah. Um, but again, I did think it was good. It's just not as good. And honestly, that was a nearly impossible task. 29s just had every tool it could need to succeed. Uh, like, one, a hiatus from Lagoon shows. Two, uh, the first one they ever put on of that scale, like mm. that level for Horror Nights. So, and then also everything, like the properties it had to work with, the theming it had to go with. It, it just, you know, success was like <laughs> built. <laughs> like, it, that's the base, you know. It, it didn't matter what you did. It was going to be good. Uh, but they did a good job. They did a good job. It's a show I'm going to check out quite a bit still. Um, so, you know, again, thumbs up. Yeah. Definitely probably uh, wait to see probably one of the later shows is what I'd recommend. Um, they do multiple showings of it a night. Uh, so definitely probably hit the later ones. They'll be a, a little less crowded. Uh, might fit into your plans a little bit better uh, during the night is what I'd recommend. Definitely. So what do you say we go into scare zones and rank them from bottom to top? Bottom to top scare zones. Yeah, let's do it. So... I think scare zones are where I'm going to have the most change in what I'm ranking now by the end of the event. Um, again, there's, there's some that I didn't see as well as others at this point. Um, but, you know, let, let's, let's just talk about our initial reactions at for opening weekend. What is your number five? Number five easily is Crypt TV. Oh, and where'd you have that on your hype uh, list? Nico? I think I had that at the bottom of my hype list. As yeah. well. so yeah why? Hmm. this i don't think is quite this is probably the the most logistics issue that there is with that there so usually in a scare zone you do expect to walk around characters to like actually be walking through and interacting uh the two nights i went through there good uh, neither of them were there not on the wet night not on the super dry night there were no walk around characters. They were all just either on their little stage that they had set up or they were like, there was like a little circle. There's one that was not on a stage. It wasn't raised up. It was on the ground, but they just never left like their perimeter mm. that they had in that. And it is so close and funneled that it is so congested through that little area and you can't really walk off the side of the street and still kind of enjoy it from the side like you can with some others um you just you can't really get a good show with it um they really need to look into expanding that if they want a scare zone there they need to look into expanding it farther out towards uh the fast and furious like entrance area and a little bit of the first aid street. I can understand not having it be right on top of first aid, but I think we can push out a little bit farther to fast and furious a little bit more, at least spread out that scare zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that they put crypt TV in the smallest space because I feel like, like, Oh, it looks like we have to do this. Let's just put it here. I'm glad that it was placed there instead of one of the other locations because I think it would put a sour taste in people's mouth if it was somewhere else because it is probably the most optional of all of the scare zones is that one. Mm -hmm. And um, I hate to say it, but yeah, number five for me too uh, mm -hmm. for pretty much 
all the reasons you said. <laughs> and if you think Hell, Hellbilly Deluxe got really crammed and was a photo op zone, uh, because all the scare actors are simply on separate stages, um, there was one of the times we walked through where literally every single stage had massive crowds of people just trying to get selfies with the characters. And <laughs> it was insane to try to get through. Insane. Um, so, you know, that's never fun. It makes you not want to hang out there and spend time there. We did, and, But we did get to a little bit later in the night. We went there when it was a little less busy and we did hang out and try to take it in. And I really think a lot of the scare actors, not, not a lot, I think all the scare actors I saw were absolutely hamming it up on stage and we're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. you have the issue of they're confined to simply on these stages and these sets. I'm also a big fan of scare zones who have this cohesive theme throughout. And while all of these are within the same like universe, um, it very much felt like different story on this stage, different story on this stage, different story on this stage, because that's what it is. That's exactly what it was. And it just felt a little choppy. And then, you know, again, there was nothing actually in the streets. It was all limited to those stages. So, um, you know, for that reason, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a bad zone. I just think what it is by nature is not something that's going to suit what I want in a scare zone. Absolutely there. Uh, Yeah, and um, when we say, like, exactly like you said, the, the characters that are in there are doing the best job that they can with what they have. Mm-hmm. And they are some of probably the better characters there because almost all of them are face. Uh, none, almost none of them have a mask. Uh, they're pretty much all like have really good makeup and have good hand props and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely the place where you do it for the gram uh, scare zone. Uh, yeah. Probably the most out of uh, all of them. Oh, and I don't think I said it, but this was number five on my hype list. So, yeah, shocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your number four scare zone, Nico. My number four scare zone of the event. It oh crud! <laughs> I I had the, no like I had it and then I was like no it's that no no it's that um you know what I think it's Gorewood Forest. Ooh, actually that's uh not not a rare opinion from what I've seen so far. So yeah, oh well, it was number one on my hype list. Yeah. There we go. Because I was really looking forward to it. And it was good. Like, um, like Terra Queen is amazing this year. Apparently, and I like looked up pictures of her from how she usually was. And they've really improved like her head, like part of the costume. So she looks really good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, nice. yeah. And I, I like the effects of the, the fire tree, like the trees that look like they're burning from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that look a lot. Um, and I like that. It's just, they just come out of their caves and it's such a small area that you can't really crowd the street with them a lot and with stilt walkers and that. So it's really just an issue that I see with central park. Mm. I saw it with Vikings undead and I'm seeing it with this, that, you know, it is a great place to put a scare zone. Cause it kind of gets you through. It's like, ah, uh-uh, this is the only way you can go through this way, which it is cool that they kind of like force you through there. But at the same time, it's, that's what hurts it the most uh, is its location. 
they can't spread their wings as much as it feels like they want to with that. Mm -hmm. But they also really can't move any farther out or they're affecting the food booths and that open area and affecting traffic up there uh, towards, you know, the pet theater and kid zone. And they can't move it any closer to uh, Mel's Dian or you're interfering with, you know, guest flow into the Central Park for Marathon of Mayhem and with guests flowing into, you know, Cafe La Bamba and other things like that. So really, they're just stuck with where they're at. And, you know, I want more of this scare zone. I want more of how this feels. But, you know, you can only do with what you got there. And unfortunately, Garwood Forest is just not as good as the other ones this year. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, my number four, I think I have to go with 30 years, 30 fears. Okay. Um, and kind of for a similar reason as Crypt TV. And that's, uh, they do have scare actors in the streets. However, it's limited. You have, I don't think there's more than four at a time. Could be wrong. But in my walkthroughs, that's what I noticed from what I've heard from others. Sounds accurate. Um, two of which being stilt walkers. Great. It's blood and bone. I think that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. But... It it just, you know, again, it's kind of not much going on. And it's a very small area. They keep it to the a tight section of the street. Basically, they don't go much further than the trusses um, and then also the, the like, photo op props of, of the icons. Um, I like – and another thing is it's a kind of a best of scare zone thing again, which we already have going on in another zone. Um. It was only three in my hype list, so it's not much further down. It's not like it's a huge letdown. I kind of expected it not to be that high up because it's it just provides good vibes. You know, it looks cool. Uh, it's got the flames kicking. It's got the the neon Halloween Horror Night sign that's iconic. But it just provides vibes that I enjoy, but doesn't really deliver anything content wise. Okay, that's that that's definitely a fair review. Uh, I, that's, that's my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just go ahead and go just right into it so we can keep talking about, uh, this, uh, I, I can definitely agree with those points. Uh, I think it, I like the energy a lot better in this scare zone than I do. I say in Gorewood forest, and that's kind of what edges it out because all the issues that I have with Gorewood, I kind of do have with this scare zone as well, but I think this one for some reason just hits it a lot more. I think the rigging, the like the scaffolding that they have with all that looks really fucking cool. Uh, the flames, the red lettering, just how it goes. The lighting package that's in there, how it just shines right into your eyes. The copious amounts of fog that's just going through there. It feels like a really good scare zone. It feels like a great way to pump you up um, for the rest of the event. So that's why it kind of edges up above Gorewood. I think I had the, I, I think I had thirty years, thirty fears around this level on my hype list anyway. Uh, so yeah. So what's your number th- three? Uh, my number three is lights, camera, action, Eddie's Revenge, uh, which I had at number four uh, mm. when I made my hype list. Um, so not again too far of movement. Um, I mean, I think here's the thing. I kind of thought it was going to be of a, a bit of a mess thematically. It is so far. I think maybe if I take it in a bit more, that, that opinion could change a bit. But it's fun. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. it's, a, 
It's got a lot of scare actors out there. It's got a lot of scare actors you'll recognize uh, if you've been going to the event for a while. Uh, again, this is the other like kind of best of scare zone. Um, some of my favorite scare zone properties are out there. Of course, you've got Treaks and Foons, which everyone um, who hasn't seen has been dying to see, myself included. Um, and, and just, you know, it's nice to see familiar faces uh, as they're uh-huh. trying to uh, kill you. Um, <laughs> I still don't fully understand the full why they had to implement Eddie and why that was necessary and, and why they went with the story they did. But at the end of the day, it's fun <laughs> to walk through. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, a lot of fog. And, you know, again, it's, it just feels like a, a nice Horror Nights tribute that, you know what? I like walking through it. <laughs> so I think that that puts it firmly at three right now. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, that's my number two, <laughs> uh, Scare Zone. Uh, this feels like a classic Scare Zone. So once again, this is uh, the point where it's like I have no emotional or cultural connection to anything in the Scare Zone, uh, but it still works for me because it's kind of like a hodgepodge of different things, and I got what they're going for, but it. It it works for some reason, this hodgepodge. It doesn't feel forced or out of place, and it's cool that they kind of have the pack scenery um, kind of like on everything to try to tie it all together for someone who doesn't quite know anything about that. Um, it's cool to have that, and it's cool to have so many different characters in this one little scare zone too. Uh, so many different costumes, costume changes, different sets, different pieces. It all works really, really well. Like if you had to describe to someone what a scare zone was and like what are typical elements of a scare zone, I would point them to lights, camera, action because it has the fog. It has the chainsaws. It has the stilt walkers. It has the stages and it has really good costumes and really, really good characters in it. Mm -hmm. And I I can't really I don't really have a fault with it to be honest with you. It takes up the whole street uh going to, through there and it's it's really fun walking through it from beginning to end. Uh great interaction with the characters in there and yeah, I'm having a really good time and I guess that's Eddie in the middle uh <laughs> which like I said it was looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but <laughs> nope. yeah, <laughs> it's a great scare zone. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know people are going to be going like, oh, he doesn't know scare zones. And uh, why would he think this is a good one? And that's completely fair. That's completely fair. I've only been through what? 10 of these bad boys. Uh, I, actually nine. Cause I don't think I ever went through uh, the vanity one from 29. Uh, when it was open through it i i walked and we for some reason we all just walked around it and i only walked through it after the event was over so i never walked through there interesting Uh, interesting yeah so fuck what they say it's your list yeah it's my list also i think a lot of people are liking this so they won't knock you for it anyways yeah and that's kind of like the the sentiment i've gotten from everyone else around there so that's my number two, Duff. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, I think I know what it is, but what is your number two? Do you? Uh, so my number one and my two are actually the same one and two, uh, just flipped from my hype list. Uh, the number two I'm going to go with right now is Gorewood Forest. 
um, uh, that was number one in my mm-hmm. hype list for obvious reasons if you've ever listened to the show um and that's why it does still get a high rating um you know getting to go visit terra quintus in, in gorewood forest see the terra queen whose redesign is badass mm-hmm. um she doesn't really get a full show and that you know i mean not i didn't not even like a full show but more of a show it's a very basic kind of there's a little bit of audio I, i'm not even going to call it dialogue because it's not she's not like actually speaking i don't think it's a real language i'm pretty sure i can barely hear her it's really low but it doesn't sound like it's an actual language at all Mm -hmm. um and she sacrifices eel mouth which i thought was strange but cool to see that happen that uh, if you didn't know that that was kind of like her right hand man you could say previously um and now he's getting sacrificed (laughs) so uh that was jarring yet cool to see um so i'd say knock a little bit just because i wish there was a little bit more of her doing something Still my queen though. I don't give a shit. Um I yeah, think she looks great. popping out of like the, the mine caves looks pretty great. That their design looks good. Um I felt like there is a good amount of scare actors for that zone and how busy it can get. Um I think the lighting looks good. It it's just a really solid zone that I would like more from. Um and not even like more that could be picked up throughout the event. Like I wish it would have been built to have just a bit more. Um you know, the only reference we get to, like, uh, the Terror Beast, uh, the, the motorcycles, uh, is, like, you occasionally hear them, like, the sounds passing by, like, from the speakers in the bushes. Um, so I feel like they kind of very limited what's in the zone. What's there is great. I have not really any complaints. Um, it, it's just so limited that it's tough to put number one. Yeah. No, yeah, completely agree with that. And you know, it it that's that's really cool because that's what you're looking for in a scare zone, and I'm looking for something different, I guess, for a scare zone. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's really cool that they're so far different on our list uh, for that. But uh, this next one isn't. Uh, this one <laughs> is right here together. And you and I had an amazing time in here last yeah. night. Yeah. We hit everything. Go ahead and say, just go ahead. Yeah, uh, seek and destroy. So uh, for that, so where, where did you have it on your hype? Uh, I think it was number one. <laughs> uh, wait, no, you had it number two on your hype. Yeah, because you're right. You're right. Yeah, I had it number two. That's right. Because right. Gorewood was number one. That's right. I also yeah, sorry. had it number two. Really quick, let me tell you something. Uh, if I would have done this list after opening night, where I simply just kind of got to walk through everyone, this would have been four or even five. So our experience when we actually finally got to go and hang out in the zones the next day. Uh, fully flipped the script. Obviously, this is now number one. Yeah, it is an absolutely fantastic scare zone. Uh, the sheer number of characters in the scare zone is uh, just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was sitting there uh, on a bench, uh, you went off to go get food, so I was just chilling on a bench with someone else in our party. Uh, we watched them do a cast change. And it, they just kept going and going and going and going. And it's amazing how many characters they just squeeze into that space. That They really use the New York area in front of Mummy. And they really use it extremely well. Yeah. And I like the costumes in there. I, I like the sci-fi. I like so, kind of the, the dehumanization of the face with that. And the the cyber queen. I think what, this is... The controller. 
Oh, she's the controller? I thought the face was. Oh, you're talking about on the stage. Okay. On gotcha. the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, this the, is a good the point to point out that most people don't seem to like the costumes, and most people don't seem to be loving this zone. We have a very different experience, and I agree with you. <laughs> I like the costume designs. I like that, uh, like, sci-fi, like, kind of like 70s sci-fi, I guess. Yeah, yeah like Logan, very Logan's run. Um, I like the controller as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I like the sets and, and the props involved. And I like how you walk by and like, they start, they, they'll scan you. Um, I like the searchlights going across the street. Um, there's platforms everywhere that they can be on and not in the sense that like, oh, they're all on platforms. Um, there's, they're on platforms, but they're fucking packed in the streets too. They're oh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's chainsaws still involved <laughs> for some uh, reason. <laughs> some of them have night sticks, you know, they, they have a lot of different hand props. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's just a beautifully designed zone as well as a lot of fun. Cause Nico, we went to go watch, uh, the main stage show where the controller is what we thought was like, you know, just a stage show. We're going to stand here. It looks like something's going to happen. It, it's not just a stage show. Um, I was then, uh, accosted by some of the scare actors and brought up to the controller uh, who then starts speaking to me and asked why I was in front of them. Hey, uh, yeah. I thought it was the, like the main scare actor on stage. So I talked to them and I answered, it's like, cause Oh, cause they dragged me over here. Uh, <laughs> then the controller yelled at me cause I didn't speak directly to them. <laughs> and I had to look up. Uh, but yeah. And it did this whole thing. where basically like, you know, get down on your knee you pledge allegiance to me and, and you know i'll give you immortality and stuff like that um and like to this whole point where like they came up and and like surrounded me with i think it was six scare actors uh everything went fully red lighting over us yeah and, you know the controller gave me immortality and then told me to get the fuck out of there <laughs> oh it's so it's so cool oh, and yeah, you actually get the opportunity to in fully interact speak with the controller you know what i said mattered and they have uh, spoken directly too. And um, so it's not just a standard show. They're involving guests. And I've seen videos of other people doing it. And it's not the same thing every time either. Yeah, it is a really great guest interaction. And it's it's something that really, really sticks out. Uh, every every character there. And to talk, uh, go back to the platform things. So they have like these weird triangle stages that they have that are probably no more than two feet off the ground, mm-hmm. just enough there. And you're like, oh, I'm safe from them. Nope. They will hop off that thing and get you and get in your face. And, and what I and think what that's they do a lot to of us. fun. And what yeah. they do to us. <laughs> this was right after we finished what happened on the main stage. We walked another 10 feet. And then what happened, Nico? We, uh, we were forced to get down on our knees and stare at a flashing obey sign from the controller uh that oh, was made we didn't do it we oh, we yeah. refused this part yeah and <laughs> got accosted for it uh but uh told to bow uh, as the rest of our group did oh, yeah. we were bowing <laughs> to the obey sign uh, where <laughs> there was a scare actor on a platform as well so yeah <laughs> uh, it's just like a very interactive uh fun zone yeah and it's... i know not everyone has the same opinion i don't know if maybe they didn't get the same experiences maybe they got an experience like i did the first night where to be fair it was had nothing to do with scares on it's just we walked through so quick with the the tour that you know it i didn't really get to see any of that or experience any of that Mm -hmm. Um, but i think that is so much fun and you know maybe it's not everyone's thing you know that kind of 
that kind of interaction. But um, I loved it, man. And I think, I don't know if it'll stay number one. I could see other zones potentially passing it. But for now, yeah, that's my number one. I, I had so much fun for that probably good, it was about 30 minutes we spent in there on that trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time. And I feel like that's uh, a place that a lot of people are going to be hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that there in Haction, I think, are going to be like the two like hangout scare zones. Yeah, which location-wise makes sense. That's how it usually yeah. is. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're the largest. They got benches in them, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our scare zones. Yeah. Uh, now, now to the uh, the big one, the houses. Nico, yep. I've never had a hype list come so close to any of my actual rankings. It's crazy, like actually crazy. So bizarre. I never, never would have thought. I'm like, oh, I, I was so expected to get let down, and then mm-hmm. not being let down really. Oh, uh, it was so good. Such such a strong, strong lineup this year. Oh, for sure. I think I have four. It might be five that are spot on to my hype list. And I mean, I'm going to give it away. The top three are all <laughs> exactly my top three of my hype list. If uh, you've been on Twitter, you you would know. <laughs> like, I like yeah, yeah. seeing like everybody's reaction uh, from those. You would you've seen those three houses get mentioned a lot mm-hmm. uh, on uh, there. So I said those are the same, but let's start at number 10, where it's actually also the same as my hype list. That's Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, you know, it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad house. It's on par for like what Ghostbusters was for 29 for me, which finished seven, maybe six. So this would be higher most years, but not high at the same time. It's just too much of a, this is a fun house. And that's not my thing. I can go in and appreciate it and have fun. But it's not going to beat out Horror Nights houses that feel like Horror Nights to me. Yeah. Also, uh, big part. Remember how we always thought that there would be huge additions like the Deo scene? Mm-hmm. Oh, real quick. We're spoiling the houses. So uh, five, four, three, three, two, two one. Yeah, um, we're going to spoil stuff, so I hope you're gone now if you don't want to hear spoilers of houses. Uh, Deo scene has no scare actors still, no pluses. Uh, it's all The house is exactly the same as it was for HHN Light. Yeah, so I did not go through Beetlejuice. Uh, the wait times for it were insane the whole weekend. Uh, so I guess I will just put that as pro... Actually, but I can't put that as my number ten. Yeah, you don't have to put it. Okay, you just won't have a ten. I just won't have a ten uh, for that one. So uh, I will have it there. Uh, I will make sure I get Beetlejuice in on my next trip. I might try to do Stay and Scream for that. I don't know mm-hmm. yet uh, for uh, for that. But uh, my number nine in this case uh, would be, uh, unfortunately. I think it's Hill House. I knew that was coming. I, I knew it. I, the more that I let it fester and sit in me, I think it's Hill House. And I think that kind of lines up with my hype list. I think I put Hill House as uh, like my number nine as my most hype because I had Tooth as my least hype. Mm-hmm. And then I think I had Hill House and then Beetlejuice mm-hmm. on my hype list. 
but yeah, this one lined up right there with it. Um, once again, I think this is a house where if you are not that much of a fan of the IP or have no idea of the IP, I don't know how much enjoyment you're really going to get out of this house because the set design is cool, but it's mainly if you kind of know the show. It's a little little boring, I'm not going to lie with that. Um, there are segments of it that are really cool, like the 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 tall man uh, character is cool in there. But Hill House just kind of, it just, I don't know. It It's just not as good as any of the other houses in the event, unfortunately. And that's not to say that Hill House is a bad house, because I don't think there's a bad house this year. I just don't think it's as good as a super duper ooper loaded year this year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, Nico, I thought about this a lot, and you're going to be shocked, but I also put Hill House at number nine. Really? Wow. Yeah. As someone who uh, loves the show, I think it's a phenomenal show. Um, facade is beautiful. Some of the sets do look really great. I think uh, you have the tall man, the one that's like nine feet tall there near the end. That is super impressive and intimidating looking mm-hmm. at you. And the way he moves towards you, too. Oh, man. Um, I also... Uh, this could change. I think this one has the most potential to go up. Um, I don't know how... Yeah, I don't think it has the you know, highest ceiling, but I think it can go up because I also had a terrible run, Nico. Terrible. Every effect yeah. I missed. I, I like every effect. I, Nell, uh, is, you know, when she unfortunately drops down uh, in the noose, uh, mm-hmm. So we found this out during Unmasking the Horrors that they actually put it on both sides, time to go separately. So he's like, you wouldn't miss it. How did I miss it? <laughs> it was not on either side. I, yeah. I, I turned the corner and I saw it light and it happened, but I barely saw her at all. So I kind of, you know, slowly trotted through that section. I looked to the other side, nothing. And I was like, okay, I thought it was, what? what? Why is it still... Nothing happened. One of those situations where then, like, as soon as you pass, you, you like see a little flash behind you. You're like, oh, fuck. All right, great. I also learned on Unmasking the Horror, uh, she does it one more time in front of you in that Pepper's Ghost effect. Guess mm-hmm. who didn't see that? Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, real, that's really a shame. So I really hope you get a good run in there because mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like I got a good one. I missed a lot of, you know, there were obvious boo holes where I saw way ahead of me or heard behind me uh, uh, the triggers um where i missed nell where she's floating above you i literally was like bending my neck backwards as i was walking past to try to get a glimpse i saw a flash of light and like her feet kind of by the time i was out it was just not a good run um however i also think that the sets i'm not gonna use the word boring but there aren't like hidden details Mm-hmm. Uh, which we can kind of confirm because we did Unmasking the Horror and actually saw it in the light. And I will tell you, our Unmasking the Horror guy didn't have a lot of details to talk about. He just talked about the show because there wasn't too much you couldn't already just see just by looking at it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... And it also, it's, it's kind of a book report. You know, I think it was kind of marketed like it would be about the house. And, you know, you maybe probably wouldn't see the characters. You see almost all the main characters, and it, it feels like you're following the story more than anything else. Um, 
there yeah. were a couple cool effects like i think um uh steve um his his wife's uh when he was dreaming about his wife being pregnant they depict that and the stomach's moving on the scare actor that was cool um again i think some of the character designs were really cool like tall man has a good scare they used the the black tunnel twice uh one with nell up top and then one more like graveyard games where it's just like um them antagonizing you walking through um so i think there were some cool parts again not a bad house just in a strong year like this it mixed with a bad run that i had after opening weekend at least it's number nine and it was number five on my hype list boy that's that that that's that's sad for that uh but like i said hopefully this will be you know, this has a really, really high ceiling uh, because there are some people that are calling this one of their favorites of the event. I've, oh, I've seen I've a lot seen... of people who have it number one, but, mm-hmm. and which that's fine. I think, you know, one, you probably got a good run through. Two, you, you know, maybe that's, you, that's your house. That's the kind of things you like. Um, where if it's more of a, you know, book report version of a property, it's not something I'm just generally going to like as much. So, yeah. Um, so my next one, uh, number eight, uh, I'm just, uh, just going to go ahead and say it to get out of the way, uh, Tooth Fairy, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Uh, it did improve maybe a little bit for me. I, I, I saw what you were saying, what you've been saying, Duff, about the improvements to Tooth Fairy, and I did recognize them it's the house is still really inconsistent in terms of how it handles uh the vinyl in there there are some scares where it you could like that happen just like because they go right up to the vinyl and it's fine and there are some scares that happen uh and there is no vinyl so it's like why do you kind of have both in this house uh it just it feels like it's hindered the most by operations uh, not really a fault of creative in this case. Um, that's really just what I have to say. I mean, everyone knows that I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Tooth Fairy to begin with. Uh, I did like my run through Tooth Fairy better than my run through Hill House, and that's why I have it ranked up a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, well, I also have it at uh, number eight, and it was actually also at number eight in my hype list mainly due to uh, us having seen it last year at Agent Chin Light. Uh, but yeah, I think there were some pretty good improvements. I think it was the most improved of the HHN Lighthouses. I think uh, getting rid of some of the areas that had Plexi last year and either replacing with a less imposing vinyl slash not having anything at all helped the intensity a bit. Uh, there were some new added fairy designs. Um, a few new scare locations, like where the drill was, where there was nothing, now has a scare actor. Um, and so it felt a little bit more intense than last year. Um, it, just more to it. I think it's still heavily hurt by being in a year where, unfortunately, there has to be restrictions. Uh, so it can't get the full claustrophobic type feeling throughout the entire house like it should. Uh, to mm-hmm. right. Still, again, of course, I love that facade. It's so unique. Um, so good and uh it does still provide a vibe that i would be looking for in a house it just doesn't match what i mean what it should be one and what others this year are Mm -hmm. yeah so you know for that reason it is down at eight i it's still a house that i'm going to enjoy going through quite a bit this year 
but um yeah it, yeah like completely agree with that all right number seven this is where it starts to get a little difficult Duff. my oh my uh four to seven is very hard yeah uh let me let me see what i have here okay my number seven here is probably going to be um uh, scary um yeah well welcome to scary ohio uh is there um i did i was lucky enough to do two runs of this uh through the weekend uh my second run was a lot better and um actually moved it quite up there and uh up on my rankings list and our tour of um uh unmasking the horror of it also had me get a little bit of a better appreciation of it uh because there are two scenes in this house that i really really like uh, the house is a little messy it doesn't really flow well together for someone who does not know uh any of these characters once again no emotional connection no cultural connection don't worry the flow still doesn't go well for someone who does yeah and i think we had that like we fortunately we went and we were the there was no one and what when we say no one there was no one in line in front of us or behind us so our group of like seven walked really slowly (laughs) to try to do that um through the house uh to try to like you know maybe work on some of the pacing issues try to see if we can get every scare and i definitely got a lot more and had a lot better run there uh especially the big air and uh character scare um in the little uh legendary truth room the spirit seekers room that's in there um Mm -hmm. i love that scare i love the the meats scare uh that i think that's a really good one as well uh there uh really good through there um this is this i feel like is a house that will pro that might continue to rise uh or a seven just just it feels like a really good spot for this house uh it's not to say that this house is bad uh it's just that it's just not as good as the others and there's pay, like i said pacing issues uh not knowing what and you know sometimes not knowing where you're going in a house is a good thing and this one i don't think it's that good of a thing mm-hmm. um especially like when we get to the burning schoolhouse and stuff like that um yeah like i i want this to be i i, I kind of wish this house was better because i think people who like are fans of all this stuff would really like it but i uh yeah uh seven i feel like is a fair spot for it currently on my list nico i think this will change eventually but uh we are hitting like for like because number seven for me is uh welcome to scary wow wow yeah. Um, which honestly it was lower after opening night. I had two bad runs opening night. Ooh. Hill House, I had already mentioned. Gary, just as bad. Like you had said, though, the next day we got through it and it was a phenomenal run. Yeah. Great. Great run. Um, however, it's still only seven for me right now. Again, I could see this one moving up. I think there's more maybe I have to be able to take in during an actual run and not just like we saw in the Unmasking the Horror Tour, which a lot of hidden detail. In this mm-hmm. house that I really enjoyed a lot, and I was able to pick up more uh, the second night, of course, because I'd been shown it. 
Um, but again, I think there are some pacing issues in the house, even even with us trying to control our destiny, you know, having our our own group by ourselves. It it just felt like there was pacing issues where you, it's almost impossible to hit everything, you know. Um, I think the I don't you probably didn't know this. I don't know if I talked to you about uh, this with you, but the spawning, the first room, the scolders, which are those creatures, had a, a redesign that's very different and they look a little goofy. They have yeah. like very large human-like teeth when before they had like this mouth that had like basically four little fangs kind of. They, they look very different and it caught me off guard. Um, not necessarily in a good way. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I like this redesign, you know? Um, I think there are uh, some highlights. Uh, the schoolhouse slash orphanage scene looks beautiful. Uh, it immerses you better than anywhere else in the house. Um, I think Cindy, I watched, I don't know why. It seems like a pretty standard around the corner scare, but I've only gone through it twice and I watched it wreck. And I guess I only saw it the first time because I didn't see anyone get wrecked. I don't think you, I think you were fine. Uh, I mm -hmm. saw it wreck multiple people on my first run. Like she, <laughs> she destroyed people and that's fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just fun to go through things I, I know and I enjoy. Uh, but again, it, I prefer something that's a cohesive story. This is just, we're taking stuff from Carrie. You've been here. You love it. Go through it again. Piece by piece by piece by piece. It's the montage. They did, I think, well. Now that I got a good run through, I think it's done really well. But it's still just not what I'm looking for in a Horror Nights house. It's something I appreciate. I think I have a lot of memories from this house. But it's not going to be super high on my list at the end of the day. Um, also, this was number four on my hype list and now drop down to seven after opening weekend. Okay. So the next six houses that I'm going to talk about are in no way think that these are bad houses whatsoever. Cause these next six that I have left on my list are absolutely incredibly phenomenal houses. Would and you say they're all in your top 10 all time? You know what? I'm gonna have to sit down and re-see that, but they might be. To be completely honest with you, um, I think all six of these houses, with the exception of probably the top two, can easily start moving around here. But I'm stalling because I really don't want to say what I'm about to say. Oh. Uh, just just say it. Number six for me is Bride of Frankenstein. Whoa. Oh no. <laughs> I I I just have you know, Duff, I just have to be honest with you and myself and the audience. After light that that was maybe your favorite house you've ever done. Out of at the time, thirteen houses. I think I was just like riding the high of it, and it was so it was head and shoulders better than what was there at the event because it is so much better than Beetlejuice and so much better than uh, Tooth Fairy that it goes up for there. I've granted I only have one run through it, and it was a really good run, but I had better runs in other houses <laughs> that time. Granted, I've done two runs and the rest of the five after this. No, I've had, except for one, 
I've had, but I've had better runs through those. That's not to say that this house is not phenomenal, uh, which it absolutely is. It's just that that just goes to show you how great this event is that one of my favorite houses, like of all the ones that I've ever experienced, that this house is number six in a really, really, really stacked year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what mo- much more I can say about it. It just, it just doesn't reach it to the level of other things that I had. And this was number three on my hype list. I was so hyped was to see this again. After yeah. you had already seen it. After I had already seen it and set, and now it's at number six. And I, that goes to show you how great this event is. Well, Nico, my number six is something I know you've been enjoying a lot, but yeah. it just couldn't make it higher for me, and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Completely fair. Completely fair. I think it's a very fun take on the property. Um, they made us think it would just be about the original 1974 film, and it is not. Uh, they added in characters like like Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw 2. They mm-hmm. took original approaches, uh, one of them being that the iconic red hallway they took you into that room and showed you what they picture it to be um so i and uh chop top's room you know the super psychedelic hippie room was Mm -hmm. just kind of fun um (laughs) i think the way i put it yesterday is this house is serious but it doesn't take itself serious yeah if that makes any sense no Um, it it, no, you're you're absolutely the, right with the that. The facade is beautiful. There's mm-hmm. uh, the scale in this house is really nice. Uh, the sets look great. There's some decent scares, uh, mainly from the leather faces popping out. Uh, you get leather face uh, shooting sparks at you, throwing the mm-hmm. chainsaw at uh, the windows. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a really good house. It's better than I expected it to be. I, I did have it at seven, um, so you know it's only one spot higher than I had it on my hype list. But um, I mean, I was really impressed. You know, I, I did just kind of expect it to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a bigger scale. And that's not what it was. They they did a lot differently. They took a fully different approach. And I appreciate that. It just couldn't make it higher against the competition. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. With that, um, my number uh, five uh, in this case is not Chainsaw, but it is. Uh, Right, it is uh, another soundstage house. It is uh, icons, I believe. Right oh, now. five, yeah, five. And granted, so the rest of my list is ones that I've been able to do runs of twice. So, it just compared, if I would have been able to get maybe one more run on icons, it might be a little bit more fair to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I think about it, I'm like, just the average of the two runs that I had in the four houses ahead of this are better than my one run through icons. And that's not to say I had a bad run through icons because I had a great fucking run through there. Uh, absolutely fantastic uh, house there. Uh, once again, I don't really have any connection to that or with the, any of the icons, but it's a really cool house to bring everything all together. And I think I said this to you, Duff, that I feel like this is this year's Universal Monsters, where it's kind of like we're bringing all your favorites together and we're just making a big old stew with them. And that's Mm -hmm. what Icons feels to me. And it feels like a really good, like kind of blend like that. Uh, Really good re-running ability because of the random uh, 
thing that happens at the end with which icon ends up on the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much they if they pretty much give all your icon, oh, the majority of them, really good sets, really good scenes, and g- gives every single one of them really decent amount of time to really enjoy. Like whoever, which whatever one's your favorite you go in and enjoy and you're like, oh man, I really wish I was getting killed by these icons. <laughs> uh, take me caretaker. Take me caretaker. Take me down. Uh, take me uh, uh, Jack now and uh, Usher, who I had almost no connection to whatsoever. Uh, I I really liked his. Uh, that was probably my favorite set in there was uh, the Usher set mm-hmm. uh, going through. When, with we're, that. when we're doing Unmasking the Horror, I know you were really enjoying that. Yeah, that was my favorite part of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I had I, I on my first run, I did have icons all the way up at number three. I didn't do a second run on it, so I think that's why it kind of settled down at five. This very possibly though could re-enter my top three by the end of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. But just as it is right now, icons for me is number five. All right, fair enough. Well, my number five. It's it's something that feels crazy for me to put like saying it's five feels weird because of how much I enjoyed the house and how impressive I think the house is. Um, this could I could see this one going up. I could actually also see this one going down because, like I said, I don't fully understand why it's not higher for me. Almost there's something almost not fully resonating. Um, and I'm going with Puppet Theater at number five. Completely uh, fair. Yeah, I had it six on my hype list, um, so pretty close. And um, again, I think. You know, it's it's got good scares, really good scares. It's the sets for a tent are <laughs> phenomenal. The scale that they create, um, the story it tells, it's it's a great, 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 great house. But there's just this something that doesn't fully connect for me, and I, I really can't pinpoint exactly what the issue is. And I don't want to call it an issue because it's it's number five in a strong, strong, strong year. And it came very close to being number four, very close. Hmm. Um, but there's just something, and maybe, you know, maybe that will click and it could jump up into the top three. And maybe it will never click and it'll drop a little bit lower. I don't know. Um, all I know is I think it's a very impressive house, scare wise, set wise. Um, it's, <laughs> there's funny moments. I love the Hamlet air actor with the head. Yeah. He reaches it under the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think there's that great scare in the wardrobe where they pop out of the the, the hanging clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time you go by the stage, uh, it, that scene's beautiful. They cram like four scare actors in there. You know, it, there's just so much good about it. Um, and I I don't know why it's again at five. I don't know why I can't fully connect with it. But but that's where it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's keep talking about Puppet Theater because that's my number four. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah, Puppet Puppet Theater. Uh, probably the biggest surprise of the event, I would say. Uh, because I don't think many people walked were thinking that Puppet Theater was going to be as good as it is. Mm-hmm. And it has no reason to be as good as it is uh, for there. Um, the, oh, the, let, me, let me bring it up for you just in yeah. case you weren't going to because I forgot to. That facade. Mm-hmm. That's a great facade, a fantastic facade out front, uh, much much better than uh, the two uh, um, 
sprung tent facades that I had uh, last uh, 29. So, <laughs> well, it was Depths of Fear it. and that. So I did I did kind of like the Depths of Fear. Nightingales was good. It just didn't have yeah. nearly as much. No, puppet theater. They really threw everything at the wall for the puppet theater facade, and it is really amazing and really cool and it really really sets the tone for what you're about to go through and experience Mm -hmm. um it makes it feel really big while also making you feel like you are constantly walking backstage uh at there because if you've ever been backstage at a theater you know that there's a lot of nooks and crannies and like some things that don't really make sense and like weird elevation changes of like the ceiling is higher and lower like that so it really works out well with that uh there's a great like mirror scare in there um the fake mirror scare that i know you love yeah the fake mirror scare i love that scare uh and i'm glad you brought some love to our hamlet actor with the skull with the the head who reaches underneath because you're like oh it's a vinyl he's not going to reach out to me nope scoops down and scares you like that (laughs) so good there's so many good scares in there it's jam fucking packed in there and uh yeah just a a standing ovation for puppet theater is what i would say it's crazy because we talked about how much ill there is to it but they have it so packed with details and and, and like Mm -hmm. clutter good clutter that it feels claustrophobic at the same time (laughs) yeah Like, even when you're in the biggest room there, which is the theater room, it still feels claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And they really make that go extremely well. Um, f- probably the ending is the weakest point for me. Yeah, the finale's not. Yeah. Because they build up. Uh, I didn't notice it on my first run through, but we, we caught it on Un- Unmasking the Horror. They. Mm. Uh, there was like this creation that they were building. I forget what they call it off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but it, like this certain human puppet, it had this like extremely long neck um, and they were building up to that's what it's going to be. And at the end, it's kind of like a three foot puppet. <laughs> really yeah. Long neck. It's just hanging up there. It's like, uh, yeah. Okay. And I think that's what would probably ever prevent puppet from moving up. It, it mm-hmm. might hit its ceiling. You're like I said, it could be a number three. Very well could be a number three. I just, I think it has a definite ceiling to it mm-hmm. and it uh, just won't I mean, be able to listen, uh, go higher than that. My top two are like probably fully cemented and the third one itself is going to be very hard to pass. But, you know, yeah, it's, I'll call it ceiling borderline three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with that. So, but yeah, but that's, that's puppet theater for us. So uh, what's your number four? Oh, my number four. Hey, man, it hung strong, stronger than it did for you, and that's The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Yeah. Listen, I wasn't as excited, obviously, doing it as I was the new houses. It's nature. It's something I've experienced. I want to see the unknown more. But coming out of it, I was like, I mean, that house is still fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know how much more we can say about it that we haven't already talked about for the past year, so I won't mm. spend too much time on it. They didn't really add much um, and honestly kind of missed some things. There's a few boo holes that they had like fully like boarded up. Um, and then we did not have the bungee scare. I don't know if that's gone. I haven't heard of anyone that's seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I assume it will be back at some point this year um, if it's not already happening, uh, but I didn't see it. Uh, it's, it's man. It's just an amazing house. It tells an amazing story. It follows that story so well. And 
the character design, it the finale's improved. Um, it's it's a great house, and I think any other year this is top two for sure. Yeah, In a lot of years number one. So having it at four is kind of insane, but that that's where it fits right now. Yeah, I I oh, agree. And also, I had it <clears throat> at nine on my hype list again, only because I had seen it previously. Yeah. And I agree with that too. And like, it, those are all fair points. And like I said, this is a really tough list this year for me, uh, setting that it really hurt me putting bride down there. Uh, but I guess just my run with you through bride, just, it, it just didn't, it wasn't, like I said, as good as my average, my average runs for my other, the other houses. So that's fair. That's completely yeah. fair. I do want to go through bride again because it looks like it will st- consistently have short lines and it's kind of like in a really good area uh with uh, some other houses that we're probably about to talk about yep uh like its neighbor uh the house that i had no idea that i would be a complete stand for and i think i owe a lot of this to unmasking the horror for me liking this house you were nerding out you loved that you love going through there. I don't know why I did. It was so great. Chainsaw. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is a really freaking good house. Everything that you said, I don't really want to spend that much time on it, but the amount of detail that is in this house it blows my mind. We went on those, like I said, we went on those six tours of Unmasking the Horror. This house had so much fucking detail in it. It was really done there. It seemed like this was an IP that they were really excited to work with. And they really, really, really made a fantastic house there. And this is coming from someone who is not a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I absolutely love this house. I love how all the characters are like that i love that it does not take itself seriously i love that you hear uh <laughs> deep in the heart of texas playing in the house and in agata davida playing in the house too i think that's really fun really adds another element to it and just all the little bits in this house just all add up every little thing in this house adds up to be one big thing because there really isn't a i would say a big thing in this house except the facade the facade i think is like the biggest thing in this house but there's really nothing that it really leads up to but it's just the the sum is definitely greater than the parts the 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 whole is definitely greater than the sum of the its parts Hmm. for this house for me and you know i like i I don't want to talk much more about this but texas chainsaw massacre right now it's in at number three it could it definitely slide down with the other ones absolutely um but right now it's in at that three spot because the top two i it's gonna be pretty damn hard to unseat either (laughs) one of them nico we closed out night two with texas chainsaw massacre Uh, we did so with a friend you spent that time pointing out all the details you were so excited to learn about yeah earlier in the day (laughs) i i've never seen you geek out at hhm like this oh well i was was proud you you experienced a rare thing with that so (laughs) oh maybe not because i'm gonna bring something like that up uh at 
probably your number one house, but we'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so my number three house uh, is the first house I did this year. That's Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. Nice. Oh, man, they, um, man, <laughs> they broke the Shrek house curse, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn, what a house. What what a, I, I keep on saying what a house because it's so good <laughs> um the story uh one pretty easy to follow you know you might not get every detail of the whole like searching for the totems and what it does at the end mm-hmm. but it's very easy to follow the premise of what's happening right the sets look great it transports you to new york you know um the way it tells the story giving you the dates and the timestamps, going into the different rooms Mm-hmm. The monster design is great. Um, Boris Schuster's just kind of a fun guy to follow, too. You know? Yeah. It's absolutely. you know, going to Horror Nights a lot, following this standard like detective who's like shooting his gun <laughs> and shit. But uh, you know, like a horror noir kind of house is not something we get, and and seeing it was so cool. Um, I the Kitty Cat Club getting to walk to the Kitty Cat Club. Yeah, finally, we all get to walk into it for the first time. Walk you because yeah. you walk by that all the time on that little street, and now we finally get to walk into it. And I think everyone kind of knew that the base of that was not everyone, but a lot of people knew that you were starting at Boris Schuster's uh, apartment, where you'd see, I think, it, it apartment, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the building where uh, his window is. Um, you're starting there, then you're going underground across to the Kitty Cat Club, um, but. You're actually doing that and then going all the way, closing out the house, the finale scene being in the attic of the Kitty Cat Club. So you go up, down, across, and all the way back up again. Um, <laughs> I think they did a really good job of that. Um, and <laughs> Kind of like how I didn't know pup, why Puppet Theater couldn't fully pass, pass a barrier for me. I don't know why this is so good. I, I mean, I do know about the details and then the story is exciting and getting to actually see Boris Schuster for the first time, but it has this huge factor where it just resonates with me. I can't mm-hmm. fully pinpoint why, but it does. Got it to number three. Uh, and that's only because the next two houses on my list are <laughs> they're They're good. They're good. We'll put it that way for now. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep talking about it. Cause this is my number two. Uh, oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought. Oh, I thought this was your number one, my friend. Uh, no, no, this is this is number two. Uh, it's very, very, very close, but this is my number two. Uh, for someone who has no idea what Legendary Truth is, I now want to know everything about Legendary Truth. That, that that's how good this house is. It is absolutely fantastic. It is something so unique and something you would never expect to have at a mainstream event like this. And it seems like they were allowed to take a really big chance with this house because this is unlike any other house this year at Horror Nights. This this is completely in a league of its own. Mm-hmm. It is so well done, and the story brings you through so well through. And surprisingly, you know, it's not hindered, it's not hindered by vinyl whatsoever. Uh, Boris Schuster has... He his face mask actually works with his costume for some reason. No idea how like that works in here, but 
as you're just walking along through this and just going through and going into the kitty cat club and seeing that bright neon sign as you turn the corner and having just everything all together in this one house just shows that they really took a really big chance and they succeeded on all fronts. I don't have any issue with this house whatsoever. I, I, I'm trying to think of like, what's like a flaw that I could have uh, maybe like not enough scares, but it's way they make up for that fact in completely different ways. And legendary truth the truth is out there. It's great. That's the legendary truth. <laughs> that case files is absolutely fantastic. Well, Nico, to continue the trend of my top three being the same on my hype list as they were currently in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Let me premise, uh, start this off with the top two houses I'm about to say are at the very least both fif- top 15 all time, probably top 10 all time, and very possible. Um, so it's very hard to put either of these at number two, but somehow it's clear at the same time. Oh point. my God. Uh, number two for oh, me is HHN shit. icons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the way I put this house is tasteful fan service. It's not shoving it down your throat. Mm-hmm. It's not saying, looky here, look what this is. Ha, you know this. So you enjoy it, you know, which I, I mean, I'm sounding like I'm knocking that, but I'm a sucker for that too. But this was done so right. It feels, how do I put it? it? It, it's not really even a story, you know, it is at the end of the day, kind of a montage uh, mm-hmm. going through experiencing the different, uh, uh, basically the best of each um, icon, usually their kills. Um, but the way they fit them all in and the sets and the atmosphere and the way uh, that they come out, that the way they come out of the boo holes, the way the scares are, um, the facade is so impressive. Um, fear on his, on his stilts looks fucking badass. Oh yeah. Coming down at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like, uh, like you ushers scene at the universal palace theater. Um, how he, you see him hung up in the rafters beforehand too. Uh, when you, Albert Kane, the caretaker scene. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, and that's just kind of how I'm going to break this house down is every scene. It's great. I love it. It's the storyteller, like the redemption story. Like she's uh, actually like a shape shifting demon. <laughs> and that is so cool. And her scare after you see her transform is great. Um, it's it's the perfect way to do fan service. Perfectly, mm-hmm. perfect way to do an anniversary style house. And that rotating throne at the end is such a good idea. Uh, my group, we had three massive caretaker fans. When we walked out into that room, the throne room, and caretaker was on the throne, it was a very audible cheer. Um. And they ham it up up there on the throne, too. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also, I got, on my second run, I got Jack, and he really goes in. Yeah, I had um, Jack on my run. Jack, Jack's great up there. <laughs> and this is one of those situations where it's harder to, 
to describe things you like, you know, or things that you love. The more you love something, the harder it is to like say why and describe why. It's just a, it's a feeling. Um, and it's a beautiful house, but it's also the feeling it gives me. And um, seeing all the icons represented this well makes me a very, very happy guy. Yeah, that that is such a great review of that. And I was, I'm really glad to hear your perspective of that house because I've heard nothing but high praise from that. And it's good to mm-hmm. hear from someone who has wanting to do that. So, you know what, Duff? I'll let you kick it off. Uh, <laughs> We should just go ahead and talk about our con- our number our consensus number one at least between you and me. Yes, um, Nico, this <laughs> house from the facade, both the facades, the outdoor and the indoor. The in- mm-hmm. the outdoor one just draws you in so well with those pumpkins. So of course we're talking about Wicked Growth. Duh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I- oh. This house is something special. It is, I can already tell it's contender for top house of all time for me. Um, I believe I said, and you agreed, or you know, you agreed as much as you could. <laughs> that it yeah. felt like if you took Scarecrow, Graveyard Games, that had a baby. That baby ended up being the epitome of Halloween. And then also just throw some witches in for fun too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a goblin there, here and there. Yeah, goblin. I mean, it. I, I guess those are both things about Halloween too. So we didn't even need to like pick those out. But yeah, uh, there's there's also uh, it, it's Easter eggs. It's the feeling it gives you, uh, the scares, uh, the sets. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. speechless. Yeah, there's there. I'll, while you collect some thoughts, I'll go ahead. and bring up some stuff there are so many different things in this house they crammed everything that they could in here they threw everything at you they went balls to the wall it was absolutely phenomenal i never thought like i could experience a house this good uh right now it is not only is it my number one of this year I've only been through 20 of these houses. This is this is number one uh, right now uh, for that. It is absolutely fantastic. The, the covered bridge scene, which is completely unnecessary. You don't oh, need it's, a... Co- it's showing off your effects for fun. It's showing yeah. off what you can do that looks badass for fun. You, you don't... It's insane how good that is and like you're not you don't expect you you turn it and you're like oh i'm not expecting this and then you're like oh another um you get another uh like light scare after that you get so much in this house and at the end you see it and it all builds up to the one the only the pumpkin lord and we all must bow before the pumpkin lord uh so we can experience a nice halloween uh, <laughs> It is so so good. It, I, it that yeah. sequence, Nico, where you hit the bridge. Yeah, it it feels like a bridge you are walking over. Mm-hmm. You turn the corner and get smacked by that pumpkin head puppet. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh. the pumpkin head puppet. Oh my god. 
that's um, what what a year for puppets by the way it it has something that literally feels like yeah. a, a direct reference to scarecrow as well a great pinball hallway uh and it, just the way it's laid out and the way they yeah uh, ending with an overhead scare with the arm coming down mm-hmm. um, not just but it's not just like um an arm coming down like in yeti where it was just kind of the arm uh he's the scare actor is actually just stuffed up there so the arm comes down you look up and you see the eyes glaring back at you of the scare actor <laughs> it's has it has the most scares this year the mm-hmm. house has, has the most details and just the atmosphere it creates. I want to go back to when I said the outdoor facade draws you in. The indoor one places you in the atmosphere that you're at. And while it's doing that, it has uh, a fake fence that a scare actor busts through on your left. So it scares <laughs> the shit out of you right off rip, too. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's, um, it has Easter eggs uh, like props from Slaughter Cinema. It has beast baby from cult of the beast baby in a cage um in the witch's room also in the witch's room it has uh the girl coming out of the pumpkin from twisted tradition it has nathaniel crow like officially we were told on our unmasking the horror tour nathaniel crow is in this house if you don't know anything about nathaniel crow he was designed to be an icon never actually came to the event been something people have wanted ever since we've heard about it um and there's a scene where this guy is being eaten by crows and it's confirmed that he is Nathaniel Crow. Uh, so they made him canon. Um, it just has so many good effects, so many Easter eggs and hits the vibe of Halloween in a haunt. So perfectly. So perfectly. It is like it's 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 Halloween the house. It's everything like it's all the imagery we love in it. Uh, I forget. I saw this on Twitter, and if you're the one who tweeted this out, uh, this all the all this credit goes to you, and you can tag tag me and be like, "This is I was the one who said it." Uh, but it was like the only way this could be more Halloween is like if you could actually trick or treat through the house. <laughs> and wouldn't that be great? Like if like he got like pumpkin seeds dropped at you. <laughs> I would pay <laughs> like, so much pumpkin. money. If yeah. like one day they let you in and you trick or treated through this house, just do a trick or treat through that. Oh my god, that would be the best thing in the world. Like, like what, a, would, what would Pumpkin Lord give you? Pumpkin Lord would probably give you like pumpkin, probably like roasted pumpkin seeds. I can like see a that. Whole, like a whole king size bag too, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a uh, whole bet full bars, whole bag kind of guy. Um, the witch would probably give you. Um, some sort of oh what would she it should probably like a, a popcorn ball i could definitely see from oh, okay. her yeah. with that yeah. yeah uh the fence people give out like uh bite size uh like the hundred grands and the crackle mm-hmm. uh through the fences and um uh the pumpkin uh the pumpkin head uh that comes out at you uh leaves his porch light off and uh doesn't want you to come in uh <laughs> Trick or treat at their door. So don't cross my bridge, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't don't do it. I'm gonna yell at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this. It it's gonna battle for number one all time for me, and I get the sense it's gonna finish there as my all time number one. I just have that feeling it will. Obviously, we got a lot of weeks left to go uh, of me going through this house before I fully decide that, um, and I'm not gonna place it anywhere in my all time list yet. Just like any of these houses, it's too early. It takes more runs. Uh, and it usually even takes a couple of years for things to settle. 
for me. So um, it'll be a while before I fully know, but I feel like at the end of the year, I'm going to be saying this is my favorite house of all time because I get so excited just to talk about this house. Every time I'm about to walk into this house, I am giddy, like legitimately giddy. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else I can say. I, I kind of want to like get this house tattooed all over my body. I want my uh, life to be about wicked growth. I don't want it to be my personality. I want it to be me. <laughs> I am pumpkin lord. Oh, the, it, it's so great here. Um, Duff, I have a little bit of uh, breaking news uh, oh? regarding HHN. Wow. Uh, that I just like for some, I just looked down at my phone. And I, for some reason, got this notification. Uh, they have added more 2 a.m. dates. Oh, I, I did see that. That's right. I forgot to put that in our show notes. So Oops. I just saw that it came out eight minutes ago for that. So I just, I was like, oh, this is breaking there. Uh, so yeah, so every Friday and Saturday is now, yep. uh, till a, uh, 2 p.m., uh, 2 a.m., and uh, Thursday, September 30th is also a 2 a.m. night, which Wild. is good news for me uh, for what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, that'll work out well. So with that, you now have an extra hour on those two weekends to go enjoy uh, Pumpkin Lord and <laughs> all of the fantastic – but not only just Pumpkin Lord, but I mean, I'm someone who's still really new to this event. I think this is a really, really good year, and I feel like we're lucky to have a year that's this good. But is this year really that good, or is this just me being like, I really liked Halloween Horror Nights. I didn't have it for a year. Now it's back, and now I think I have a higher opinion of everything. Or are things actually really that good this year? This is probably the strongest house lineup I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. That, wow. So, um, yeah, no, I think this is legitimately a strong year. I don't think it has the strongest cohesive theme of any year by any means. Um, but I think the houses, uh, and probably once uh, I get more time within the scare zones and shows, kind of just make it so strong, like such a good year. And also, like, there's cool things that I haven't seen yet, like the Roaming Jack. Who just comes oh like, yeah he, he like pops up in a queue and starts talking shit to guests like i haven't seen that yet at all anywhere um and he just roams around the park and you know there's things like that that i still need to experience a whole show that i need to experience nightmare mm -hmm. i mean it's yeah it, it's a very 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 strong year and i'm excited that we've only experienced just one weekend and we got a lot to go oh yeah we definitely have a lot to go ah uh, so even though it was just the two of us, we've crossed over the two-hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. On if, it was, if it was all three, we would have crossed three hours for sure. Oh, 100%. Can't wait to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, since that's happened, you've listened for two hours. Let's wrap it up here. Um, we're yeah. going to be back talking about all this every week. Now you can go check out our YouTube, HHN 365, and see videos of us talking about this and and. I think we're gonna do a lot of cool segments, um, whether it's something as simple as talking about food or, or you know, uh, getting kind of comparisons of scare zones day and night, stuff like that. You know, we're gonna have cool segments. We're gonna have occasional vlog style videos. Um, we're gonna see what works out, uh, but regardless, we're also gonna be moving into video content, and I'm very excited for that. 
the podcast is still here weekly, of course. We're not abandoning this by any means. Um, Instagram, Twitter, at HHN365. Um, I try to stay pretty active on Instagram uh, with the stories throughout the weekend. Um, so if you kind of want to keep up with what we're doing throughout the event, that's a good place. And of course, voicemails. I would love to hear what you guys thought about the event. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've heard some pretty good opinions. Um, and I'd love to hear you say them directly to me. And that's a uh, 407-906-3405. We'd love to hear it and uh, play them on the show and, and maybe talk about it as well. Well, from uh, unfortunately just me and Nico this time, hopefully for the only time that's going to happen. Um, we're, it's, we're excited. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're excited super excited. to continue on with HHN 30. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as, if you couldn't tell how giddy we were. Um, but uh, we will be back next week and we will see you in the streets.